This is Stacy Marshall with Printware Magazine. Matt Vasallo with the RhinestoneWorld.com. Richard Greaves with ScreenMaking.com. Brian Walker with RTP Apparel. You are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs. Terry Combs. Terry Combs. And Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Keep on listening. I don't know if these guys are that regular. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, November 19th, 2021. I'm Terry Combs. You can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at rsuccessgroup.com. So today, Terry, we are going to be welcoming back Todd Downing. And uh, this is part two of our show for myths and realities of DTF printing. Uh, This is such a widely uh, questioned topic, right? Lots of conversation going on about this topic right now. Uh, seems to still be the hot thing in the industry. And and uh, so last time we had Todd on about two or three weeks ago, uh, we weren't able to get through all of the questions. So shockingly <laughs> yeah. enough, it's a two-parter, um, you know, who knows, three-parter, four-parter, but at least today is part two. So uh, excited to get into some more questions uh, that came through on last show and then any other questions that the regulators have here today. So uh, yeah. Are you ready in, for it, In Terry? our world of good intentions, we thought we were going to do it in one show. <laughs> as, as usual, yes. Oh, do we have enough content here? Mm, okay, we've got three shows or two shows. <laughs> so um, anyways, uh, with that being said, we've got a couple of news items we need to hit here first, though, before we dive into that and get Todd in here. So, uh, Terry, what, uh, what things do you want to share there first? Yeah, uh, Reggie Awards, uh, the voting is going to close December 9th uh, at 5 p.m. Central Time. So uh, I'm sure it's there it is on the screen. Two regular guys, the number two dot com forward slash Reggie's underscore vote. And uh, we can, uh, you know, they're they're all up there and ready to go. It looks like, uh, Aaron, a lot of votes are in already. And uh, and we've got another week and a half, just over two just, yeah, just under two weeks, I should say. Just under, <laughs> yep, yep. just under two weeks. That's right. Yep. And uh, and so uh, looking forward to uh, the announcement show. How about you, Aaron? Do you have any news items today? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, first thing, though, um, before the other. So Rico and Aon Technologies, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Terry or not, but I believe that's that correct. is correct. Aon, hey, I got it right. Yes, we should mark this down, everybody. <laughs> a difficult name. Aaron got it right. Um, okay, so Rico and Aon Technologies announced a global DTG print partnership. The agreement enables Rico to extend its DTG offering into higher product productivity market segments. Rico Europe announced a global partnership with Aon Technologies, an Austrian developer of direct-to-garment DTG. Uh, digital printing systems. According to the company, the strategic technology partnership enables Rico to extend its DTG offering into the higher productivity markets segments and demonstrate its commitment to the textile market, focusing on improved sustainability and cost efficiencies. So um, interesting move there, you know, kind of things happening in the DTG world. So I thought we'd make sure we share that kind of stuff. What else do you have? Oh, go ahead, Terry. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, you know, Screen Printing Magazine, which is kind of interesting for all of our listeners. Uh, and Aaron, this is something that, that that we've talked about many times before, uh, needing needing a place for this. But Screen Printing Magazine is offering free classifieds uh, on its website. And if you're buying, selling, finding a new hire or seeking work in the screen printing industry, you can simply fill out the brief form 
and attach images if uh, if you choose to. And that's at screen printing, uh, screenprintingmag.com forward slash classifieds. And uh, I think that's a pretty cool deal. And, and screen printing uh, uh, is really, really making a, a real effort to be a part of the, or of especially the garment decorating side of the industry. So I'm pretty excited about all the things they're doing over there. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, Adrian and, and her team over there at Screen Printing Magazine are doing a really great job. Like you said, just lots of new stuff, doing things and, and really involved. And uh, so we appreciate all of their efforts to improve the industry or keep raising it up. Um, one more note here, Terry, before we get into uh, our show here today, the Graphics Pro Expo uh, has a full slate of shows scheduled for 2022. And you can check those out over at graphics-pro-expo.com. Um, and so we've already kind of talked about those. I believe we shared all of those shows a couple shows back, but we can get to that again. Uh, but the point here that I wanted to share that newsworthy stuff in 2022, their last event of the year will be featuring the Start Here Academy at the Charlotte, North Carolina show, which is happening September 16th through the 17th, 2022. And this is going to consist of a 101 level tutorial and techniques geared towards assisting new businesses and helping established businesses grow and find new profit centers. So more details coming on this very soon. I actually have a call on Monday with uh, with the folks over there at Graphics Pro. So um, trying to see where two regular guys or uh, our success group will be involved. So uh, can't talk That's about it cool. quite yet. I was hoping that I would have some details, but uh, the call's on Monday. So next week I'll have more details for you. <laughs> Very, cool. Very cool. That sounds uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And right up my alley, right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Terry. Well, uh, the, the moment that everybody's been waiting for and, and having Todd here in the background, I'm sure he'll also be chatting because the one of my favorite parts of the dad jokes are the follow-up jokes that happen too so i'll try exactly. not to be giggling while you're talking about the other stuff but uh, no promises there but you've got well, a very good dad joke for us so. yeah you know and todd has the advantage of reading ahead in our notes to see it because usually he has to be very off the cuff in his response <laughs> <laughs> so we're expecting real big things here todd exactly. saying. <laughs> <Let's> down, todd. <laughs> all right here's here's the dad joke did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change colors i did not hear about that yeah, he had a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> well, that's a good uh, one. Definitely <laughs> that joke. Very well. Good, good, good. Todd is like doing this with his fingers. I can see him in the background getting ready. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of uh, comments and whatnot, uh, let's t check in with some of the regulators here real quick, Terry. Uh, okay. we've, uh, I've got to scroll way back up. Evelyn started us off early this morning saying, hello, you all. I'm here and I'm ready to learn. Uh, as are we so excited about that and mo good morning to you and bevy jean and uh justa checking in from sweden i think i'm getting better there and we've got uh, pilar checking in from the rhinestone world's account so great to have you along here pilar thanks for joining us uh <laughs> ramona chanting reggies 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 I think I, hopefully i did that in the tone that you expected ramona <laughs> and then rich good morning to you uh david gross good morning happy friday up oh, and i 
scrolled right past Cindy there. Good morning, Cindy. I'm just making this a lot of fun for Eric down there. But uh, <laughs> and then as usual, we've got Eric in the comments, hanging out, making sure that this show is as good as he can make it. <laughs> Beyond that, he takes no responsibility. So, <laughs> all right. Anything else that we missed there? Uh, Lyndon checking in this morning. All right. Uh, Todd says that joke was hard on the ears. So. We'll, wow. we'll have to. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just going to skip right over that comment. <laughs> yeah, possibly should have, but I didn't read it first. <laughs> and right. uh, Crystal says, good morning. Got a couple of preschoolers running around the shop today, so we'll tune in as I can. Yes. Uh, <laughs> trying to corral preschoolers is probably a bit like uh, herding cats. So uh, best of luck. It, it to fit right in with us. So good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they should just join on the show here. <laughs> And Mo is here for the dad jokes. So, um, <laughs> okay. Well, before we get ourselves any deeper in here, uh, Terry, what uh, what else do you have for us here? I, I just want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always, as we say every week, looking for new guests. If you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com forward slash two, the number two, regular guys, and uh, share your show ideas. And if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with all your industry friends so they can become regulators too. We would very much appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere, thanks to Aaron. And <laughs> if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and questions. This is a great opportunity, I think, Aaron, because so many people have questions about about yep. this process that uh, here, here's your chance to as somebody that's done the research. So um, let's uh, let's take advantage of Todd being here and and get those questions answered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love taking advantage of Todd anyhow. So I'm just kidding, Todd. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, excellent. T Terry, thank you very much. Yes, appreciate all those comments. We appreciate any reviews you guys have checking it out. Make sure you subscribe on those podcast channels. Uh, you know, just just in case, you know, you want to go back to something that's an easy way to have that at your fingertips there and checking that out. Those podcast listeners, you know what we're talking about. Great to tune in when, when you can and and learn something about whatever topic that you're interested in in our industry. So um, before we get to Todd here, I want to have a quick word uh, about a workshop that actually is happening tomorrow. There's still time to register for this workshop. If you are interested, uh, we've got that availability. Plus, there's other opportunities uh, every month happening. So uh, let's hear a quick word about Unlock Your Potential Workshop here. We are looking for undercover heroes. Yes, those heroes hiding in the dark. You know, the people just like you and me who have families, businesses, a community counting on them to be able to share their unique gifts. You're going to be able to spot them because of the dubious evil villain, Self-Doubt. This evil inner critic who is blocking them from achieving the amazing results they deserve. This villain is so dangerous because she could be undermining you as we speak. My wife, Kyleen Montgomery, and I will be guiding another group of superheroes through a 60-minute virtual workshop to share a process to remove limiting beliefs, and we're going to leave you with the resources to keep you knocking down blocks anytime you want thereafter. Please send anyone you know with self-doubt or limiting beliefs to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash unlock. This way, they can sign up and unlock their full potential. 
Oh, and by the way, so can you. All right. Well, again, we've got that opportunity happening tomorrow at uh, 11 a.m. Central Time. And then uh, we have them scheduled every month thereafter. We'll just keep that rolling for five months out. So um, love to have you join. Uh, it's a great opportunity. It's been super powerful for me and for my wife. And so it's just something that we feel like uh, it's really necessary to share and totally a safe space and really comfortable and, and just get you an opportunity to dig into something that, that maybe is holding you back that you didn't even realize. So I'm excited about that happening. But Terry, let's talk yeah. DTF. What do you think? <clears throat> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's bring Todd in. Okay, excellent. So Evelyn says Todd did the research, so we don't have to. So with that in mind, um, we want to welcome back to the show Todd Downing from Fat Dad Custom Wholesale and our success group. Uh, starting with a simple vinyl decal business in 2007, his business has grown to include eco-solvent printing, HTV transfers, team sales, and DTF transfer printing. He is also an online community mentor that strives to help others see how to move their businesses forward in a realistic fashion. Also a Reggie nominee. So welcome again to the show, Todd Downing. How are you, sir? Uh, that'd be Reggie Award winner, sir. <laughs> I'm just in the now. I'm just in the now, Todd. All right. That's so last year. <laughs> last year. But yes, yes, Reggie Award winner, Todd Downing. Thank you very much, sir. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, we are doing very well. All right, Todd. Well, we've got lots to get to here. And, and so I know we're going to get some questions and comments. So let's dive right into this. Um, in fact, the first question actually came from our show last time, and okay. we just didn't have a chance to get to it here. And uh, this is from Josh Hester. And actually, Josh was the one that suggested we put this show together, too. So uh, first off, everybody thank Josh for <laughs> making us reach out to Todd. Um, and, 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 he, and, and Josh was listening in and he's like, seriously, you didn't get to my question. I, it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually said that, but <laughs> all right. Um, so Josh's question is, is the powder shaking machine worth it? Well, I mean, anything that, that saves labor is worth it, right? Uh, you know, the, the shaker dryer is going to allow you to do things, uh, you know, do other things while the machines takes care of the work. You know, it, it's putting the powder on there. It's getting the powder off and then it's curing it. So, you know, it's to me definitely worth it there. Uh, one of the issues that I have seen with it, though, is that, you know, you're thinking these are printing upside down. Right. So you're not seeing the final product until it's done. So if you run through a roll of 50 of these, you know, we're just letting them go. And then you notice that the color's off or something happened. You didn't know. You know, when you're doing by sheets, you can at least take one out, look at it. On this one, it's a little hard. You know, you got to try and figure out how can I look underneath that to make sure everything's good because it all looks white on the top. You know, it's not to turn it over to see the magic. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, that's something to, yeah. Um, wow. It, you know, and, and that's the interesting part about all this, you know, that, that they, and that's why we wanted to kind of talk about the myths and realities of this whole thing is that these things sound great in theory, but then there are these little things, these little things that you got to kind of be, okay. Yes, like you said, saves labor, makes it worth it. But here are some of the things that you need to be aware of. And how are you going to um, solve that challenge, I guess, would be the best way to put it. So um, as far as your, uh, your your setup, have you? I mean, where are you at in that process for you? Have you looked into that kind of a machine? Both of them. We have the, we have the powder shaker uh, and then we still do sheets. Uh, you just got to. 
it, the, the easiest way that we found is because if you're especially if you're just looking for colors, uh, that's yeah. what you'll notice is because on DTF, you know, when you're using these converted printers, remember, they're not made for this. So there's a chance that you can have white that clogs or, yeah. or yellow. So you'll have a color drop out and won't even catch it until then. So on the roll machine, we've got a mirror that kind of sits underneath there. So you can at least see, you know, hey, there's color that looks right. Uh, but a lot of it, you don't see it at the end. So uh, on our sheets, we're able to pull those off and see. And then uh, I do believe we've got two more coming next month. And those will all be all-in-ones. Um, they'll be the shaker dryer as well, because there's nothing better than just hitting that button. And you can't walk away, but you can at least do other things. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Okay, cool. I, I, I had a Karate Kid moment there. Uh, adhesive powder on, adhesive powder off. Adhesive powder <laughs> off. <laughs> Shake it about. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, over the uh, holiday, go back and watch the original Karate Kid. <laughs> all, all right, right. what's well, next here terry well uh, actually uh, josh had another question and that question is what is the average cost per print which is very interesting because uh you know i don't think uh i don't think a lot of people have uh, much idea about this right well here's the thing is you know a lot goes into pricing you know my overhead is most likely different than what yours is so yeah you know, you just can't take all your all your supplies, multiply it by three, and that's your price. It just doesn't work that way. You know, the printer that you're using, who you're buying your supplies from, you know, are you buying in bulk, you know, because you're buying, you know, you're getting a better deal, so the price is lower on that. You know, what RIP software are you using? Because, you know, that can determine the ink settings. Yeah. The more white ink you're going to lay down, the higher cost it is. Uh, you know, and, and then what's your hourly overhead cost? These are all factors when, uh, when trying to figure out what your pricing is. So for us, what we've found is a per square foot, you're between one and three dollars. Uh, you know, going across the board of where we could get different supplies from different films, uh, just different supplies as we we're going through it. That's what we came to is about one to three dollars. Where you're really going to see it is on the machine that you get uh, because of how fast can you do it. You know, there's there's some people out there that I think it's the L1800, um, you know, which is it's kind of now the, the entry level um, DTF machine. Um, it's between two, I've seen it go for as low as 1500 and as high as 3000, depending on everything that's there with it, which sounds like a great deal until you know everything else that goes on the back side of it. <laughs> and then you find out that, you know, to print a full sheet can take like 20 minutes. So you're only printing three of these an hour. So if you're wanting something to produce transfers, hey, uh, three an hour, man, that 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 wow. takes a long time to when you know there's an, an order for 100 or so. So uh, you, know, you just got to think it's, about it. It's all a matter of perspective, Todd. It's better yeah. than two. It's better yeah. than two. It's hours. better than two. <laughs> better than two. <laughs> Not as good as four. <laughs> Not as good as four for sure. But it's one of those things when someone looks at it, they're like, oh, yeah, I can bang this job out. And and we've known, I, I know I've underestimated time before where I thought a project, oh, you know, here, it's going to take five minutes to print. And then maybe it actually takes 12 minutes to print. And this is yeah. on wide format. Well, you just doubled my time, you know, and it's it, that can hurt. Uh, so it, it's just a lot of, I wouldn't say guesswork, but a lot of science behind it, knowing what your prices are, knowing what your numbers are. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the sheet, because not all sheet setups are the same, because not all the images are the same. You're not going to use all of the same ink with this or all that same white with that. It just depends on the coverage. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just I love that you go there. Obviously, um, this is our language, right? We, we've got the five keys program that talks about all this stuff, knowing your overhead. And and again, the, why the take your price times three is just a horrible pricing strategy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that is interesting because people will go to a manufacturer and they'll talk to them and they'll say, OK, what's my average print cost? And, you know, they get these numbers. But again, what are what are you factoring in there? What, you, you know, so. 
because what happens is the manufacturers and not in a negative way, this is just kind of typical marketing. They're going to run prints that are um, ideal, right? That, that have maybe some space inside and say, okay, this is an eight by 10 print. But yeah, it might be pretty soft and have lots of <laughs> shirt showing through kind of thing. And oh yeah, and so your average cost is only 10 cents a, a print. Okay, that may be true on that particular image or, or something like that. But then that's what becomes like their average print cost. So you've got to do the work, right? You've got to say, okay, how much does the ink cost? How much, you know, how many can I print an hour and, and get that into your formula? And like Todd said, know how much your overhead is. And uh, then you can have, you know, what Todd's got here, an average cost of one to $3 per square foot. You know, so I, I love that, Todd. So thank you for going there. Well, and, you know, Aaron, uh, there's so many people, though, that that's the first question they ask. What's yeah. what's the what's the the print cost? And mm -hmm. and and, and it, it, there's so much wiggle room in there for <laughs> the person you're asking that question to, uh, you know, for for coverage area. Is it a postage stamp or is it have you used the, the shirt color as part of the part of the design? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know. I 100% agree here that you, you've got to take in, uh, uh, you, you've got to have an understanding of of uh, apple, apples to apples, oranges to oranges, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't know your cost, you know, how, how can you price anything right? I mean, yeah, right. we've all been to a show, we've all had that salesman that says, you only need to sell 35 shirts to pay for this. That's it. Just 35 <laughs> shirts a month to pay for this. Well, what kind of shirts are we selling here? What kind of logos? <laughs> There's so much that goes into it. And the biggest thing with any of this is you have to do your research. You know, yeah. you, you just have to, uh, you know, you have to know what you're buying. You have to know how much you can produce. Uh, you just can't get it and hope that everything is going to be fine because, you know, chances are you're going to be sorely disappointed. Sure. Or, or, or you have to listen to two regular guys with somebody who's already done the research. So <laughs> <laughs> there's, that, that. That, there's that way to go. <laughs> um, all right. So before because we could talk the entire time just about that so let don't get me started any further um let's get into a follow-up question from the previous question about the shaker here real quick todd from a regulator mm -hmm. evelyn says uh is it sealed to keep the powder in that that shaker machine so talk to us about that sort of it's a <laughs> hopper you know it, it's a hopper and it's got a lid that's on it but you know uh I've been told, you know, that that powder is is it's kind of like glitter, which is kind of, you know, the herpes of the craft world. Once you get it, it's just everywhere. And this powder, it does. It, it can go everywhere. You you know, it just it's a fine powder. You're shaking that, you know, it, you just you can do your best to contain it. But, you know, it, it's like, you know, a two year old in a store. They're, they're getting away from you and they're running. They're, you, know, <laughs> you can't contain it. Just try and catch it. But yeah, uh, so there is a lid on it. But, you know, it's not perfectly sealed. Okay. That's a good point. I mean, you know, and that's the other thing to kind of think about in, in this whole process. And, you know, I hate to keep going back to this, but it, again, it reminds me exactly of what was happening in the DTG world where, you know, the pre-treat, you know, that was like, it, it ended up being everywhere if you, you know, where you did it. So you had to kind of really think about how your setup was going to be, where you're going to pre-treat, because even if you were careful, had a nice little booth and stuff like that, like the powder, it just kind of goes everywhere and, and like glitter, right? So <laughs> um, exactly yeah, like glitter. Yeah. Your shop is going to look like Kesha's bathroom. It, it, there's no, no way around it. <laughs> uh, speaking of glitter, uh, I watched a video from a guy named Mark Rober who sends out these glitter bombs to porch pirates. Anyhow, um, 
I'll get way off base, but uh, if anybody uh, wants to, because they talked, they showed actually how scammers work and then use the glitter bombs against scammers that get people to send them money over to India. Anyhow, all right. <laughs> I don't know why these things come into the two-part shows, Terry. If you have any ideas about that. You... <laughs> I don't know, but I'm feeling free. I'm feeling a three-parter. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's let me keep going here. This is from Yusta. Uh, he says, do you need a special rip to be able to use a DTG as a DTF? So uh, I think I'm going I'm to default to Terry on part of this one because, uh, you know, I know you can use the 2100 for both DTF and DTG. And as far as I know, it's just in the settings of the rip in the sequence that the ink is laying down. You know, in DTG, you want the white first, whereas in DTF, you want the, the white last. So I think, you know, you, you need a rip for sure. But as far as one for each, Terry, you got any insight on that? Yeah, you, uh, for instance, with the Epson F2100, it comes with Garment Creator software, which you can use to create a DTF transfer. Uh, by using a, a, a rip, a direct-to-garment rip, um, you can cut out a couple of steps. You can, in the rip, you can have it flip the artwork. In the rip, you can have it print in opposite order. So there's a few more steps involved without a rip. Uh, with a rip, you can, um, it's basically a couple of button clicks to, to print a transfer. So it really is just a matter of, uh, of uh, how much more efficient you need to be. If, if you're just doing a handful of, of DTF transfers, hey, just, just follow the steps and, and do it in Garment Creator or whatever rip you're using. If, you, uh, if you're looking to do a lot of D D DTF transfers, you probably should look at a specific rip that that will uh handle um this process yeah and as a epson f2100 user who has printed uh dtf transfers on it um and, and i only have the garment creator software i don't have a, a secondary rip it, it it it's totally doable but it, like terry said it is a process so you're you're going to print one thing and then you got to then change the artwork print the next thing and in the middle of that process you have to cancel the print Right. So those are right. the extra steps. And right. it's it's really not that big of a deal. But yeah, if I was printing of any volume, you know, because I, I print from where I'm at here, the printer's over there. So it's like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> so just like with maybe a shaker, right, your, your labor, that that investment in a rip is going to be uh, worthwhile, I, I would mm -hmm. say. Um, but it's not, I don't think, required, at least not on the F2100. So right. excellent. Exactly. All right, um, Terry, before we get to the next question here, can we get uh, one more regulator question yeah. here? And uh, Todd, you and, and Terry, you might be able to jump in here as well. Uh, but Jerry Dahlheimer says, just tune back in. Is this the same process we used to use when making plastisol screen print transfers? So. It uh, Todd, Terry, whoever wants to jump in there. <laughs> well, well, I'll jump in because, uh, you know, I teach uh, screen printing classes. And yes, it is the exact same process. And uh, In screen printing, rather than using a shaker, most commonly what you do is you, and for people who don't know, uh, most transfers are actually screen printed onto transfer paper. So bring it down a screen, print it, bring it down a screen, print it. Um, but uh, what we would do with the wet transfer and just like with DTF, we're printing in reverse order. But what we would do is we'd have a box of this adhesive powder. We'd drag the transfer through it 
and it would stick to the wet plastisol. But yes, absolutely. And and uh, guys, and, and maybe you guys can tell me better than than I know. I think it's probably the exact same adhesive. Any comment there? Uh, actually, David uh, sent me. David Shaw sent me some transfer uh, some adhesive powder when we were first starting to see if it worked. The powder worked just fine. Uh, the film I had an issue with. Uh, because uh, it really pooled up. Uh, so I'm sure with some settings, you know, I could probably get that better. But as far as the adhesive, the adhesive worked just fine. Uh, he had the, the coarse and the fine, and we were able to use both of those. So uh, even though they might say that this is DTF powder, mm, I would venture to say it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot in our industry is uh, repurposed products with a different label. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been able to get anybody to tell me that it's not the uh, screen print powder, personally, too. And then, Todd, when you talk about that film, um, it, it is interesting. I, I used to be pretty involved with film that was being printed. Terry, you were, too, back uh, yeah. when you're printing the screen print uh, positives, film positives. Um, and there is quite a bit of actual technology that goes into the coatings on that film. Right. And so, like you said, that pooling, how big are the pores for that's going to accept the ink okay. and that kind of thing. So um, I would imagine there is definitely some some difference in the actual film being used mm -hmm. as opposed to. Yeah, yeah, because you'll definitely find that from vendor to vendor. Uh, you know, there's a time when we we're trying stuff out and using those same settings and you'd have stuff that just look like garbage on one while the other one laid down great. Uh, so, you know, it's it's all part of that that researching and, and testing things out because, you know, hey, things might change. I mean, even like this, you know, we went from 47% humidity and then I came in, it was 36. So, you know, in a day we dropped 10%. So guess what? Humidifiers are going on today. It's yep. just part of it. Yeah. <laughs> we turned ours on this week too um, <laughs> for, for both the Epson 2100 and the sublimation printer. Um, all right, uh, Terry, let's go ahead and grab another one of our uh, questions that we had last week. Yeah. And then we've got yeah. a few more here in, in for, that are coming in this week as well. So go ahead, Terry. Looks like we might have a little tie in here, but uh, uh, last week our couple weeks ago frank good asked would you say a white toner printer is more dependable uh if we're talking desktop to desktop then i'd say yes uh you know that that white toner you can leave that for a week and not have to worry about it uh the the desktop dtf well not so much uh you know you and the other thing on the white toners you can do so much more than than just shirts with it uh, right. you know I, I talked to somebody at, at dax and i uh, and they were the white toner that they were using for their um for their schools and you know they just didn't like the way the feel of it so they felt like they just had a brick sitting there yeah. i said well what about printing temporary tattoos and you could just see the light bulb go off you know because yeah. so many times those are pushed you know yep this is great for apparel great for apparel but there's so many other uses for it yeah. uh, so with dtf it's still it's still early to see what it can stick to and what it can't stick to you know i've seen people stick it to tumblers i haven't had the greatest luck with it uh, any apparel i've seen and done uh, we've done cardboard uh we've done uh, there we, there's something else that we did that we weren't in bags. Uh, so we've done a, a lot of stuff. Uh, but as far as dependability, you know, that white toner, it's it's a printer. It, it's made to print. It's going to print, you know, that every time. This, uh, not so much. <laughs> yeah. I, go ahead, you know, I, I we've had people here on the show talking about white toner before, too. And it seems like uh, people who use them for hard substrates like plaques and, and mm -hmm. tumblers and things like that have more success than than white toner on fabric. Mm -hmm. or that's, that's what I've seen anyway. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And and it just depends on on your, you know, 
I think especially with the white toner, a lot of it depends on the design and, and sure. you know, that feel that you're going for and, and stuff like that. So speaking, and Terry mentioned this earlier, but kind of a little tie-in question to this from Ramona McKee. She says she started working with a white toner laser printer, and she's finding that understanding rasterizing to is a key to, to that process. Is that also part of the DTG DTF process? I would say at least for me in DTF, it's not a huge part of it yeah. because we're able to print, but you want that, that softer hand shirt. It definitely helps. Uh, you know, and the, the thing that I like about DTG over DTF is I can get those feather edges on DTG and DTF. I can't. Uh, so you're, you're trying to be creative with that and, and uh, rasterization definitely helps. Uh, but the, you know, there, you still have to have something for that uh, adhesive to stick to. So um, yeah, I, I think uh, the rasterization for sure can help, but it's not required. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right. And, and a lot of times I, I would imagine DTS probably a lot the same. And, and I know working with DTG, a lot of it is, yeah, let's I, I don't need to be, you know, vectorizing this. I don't need to be having it um, be be that kind of Corel draw style image necessarily. Mm -hmm. I need to get rid of backgrounds, though. Right. I need transparent backgrounds. I need stuff like that. But again, a lot of that can be done as a raster file in, in a Photoshop type program. So mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm assuming really the best file really for you is is a PNG file. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, and here's the thing that we've ran into is it depends what color mode they've used, uh, you know, because we found, you know, to get the, the truest black, you know, is RGB. Uh, when, the, when stuff comes through at the CMYK, it just gives it that, that off black. Uh, and we see a lot of people that will buy things, uh, you know, designs off Etsy and that and. And depending on the software that they used, I mean, you're getting a lot of silhouette users out there that are making uh, uh, designs and they're selling them. And silhouette doesn't export nicely at all. <laughs> and so when you run into a, why is this coming out this way and the colors aren't the same, uh, you know, hey, your monitor's not the same as mine. These colors don't match. Uh, you know, if, if you want a color match, let's invest in this. You know, those are, if you really want to, to get your colors right, this is what you need. And yeah. With that, then you're able to say, "Hey, yeah, those are the colors that needs to be okay." I can look up. Yep, that's the color that's there. So, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a it's a fun fun thing to do, um, especially with there are so many people that don't understand the, the artwork side of things or, or how things work. They just, hey, yeah, I can just print this right, uh, or they come from sublimation where who cares if it has a white background? You can't print white, so it doesn't matter what I run through the printer. And then you send it to me, and there's a big white box behind it, and guess what? You know. Most times when you upload that to somebody, that's what they're going to print. It's your artwork. Now, coming from that side, I'm like, is this really what you wanted? And so, you know, it, it, it takes some it takes some fun sometimes to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ramona said, uh, let, let me clarify here. Rasterizing to her is adding small openings, holes to the print to use less printer toner. Not the same as raster versus vector <laughs> images. Um, so and I think you kind of did touch on that, though, Todd, with again, when you're trying to get those fine gradations or, or that, mm -hmm. that kind of softness in DTF, if there's not enough ink and then you've got to stick and then also you're getting in. Cause I think this is the other thing that maybe people don't realize Todd, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here though, is when we're printing with the inkjet printers, we're putting down these little tiny droplets of ink onto whatever the surface is that we're going onto. Um, with the paper, that's going to kind of expand a little bit with a film, not so much, you know, onto a garment, it expands even more, but now then you add adhesive to that. And that is that adhesive, the, the kind of chunks of adhesive or the uh, molecules of adhesive is so much bigger that then that's when you, like you said, you really start losing some of that softness at times. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Absolutely. That, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. That's what turned, you know, because they, that's a solid substrate, you know, adhesive is solid, you know, there's, there's not much, you can, I haven't figured out the chemistry on that to, to make that any different. Uh, now yeah. you can use a finer powder, but then, you know, you, depending on, on what your image is, you get a lot of excess powder on your transfers. Uh, and depending on how fine the detail is, yes, you can take a brush and try and brush some of it off, but sometimes you brush too hard and it'll pull that detail off with it. Um, yeah. you know, there's, one of the other things you get, you got to test, you got to see how does this work best for you? Am I, am I adding powder too soon? Am I adding powder too late? Yeah. Are you using the right powder? Uh, it's a, it, um, it's a process. Yep, definitely. Well, and like you talked about when we had John a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, however many weeks ago that was, you know, you've got, you know, I, was it thousands of hours, at least thousands of dollars and thousands of hours of, of time in, in testing all of this stuff. So we appreciate you sharing that with all of us. Um, another couple quick comments here. Uh, so Eric said, uh, like the film, the paper substrates are doing a lot of the heavy lifting with white toner. So again, yeah, you've got, you know, these different things that come to the table and you might think that, oh, you know, that's just a carrier to get from point A to point B. But, you know, unlike maybe a sublimation transfer where that paper is really more of just a carrier to get ink from point A to point B with the the film, it's kind of holding on to that a, a little bit. So, again, that ink's not pooling up, but it's leaving enough of it on top that then the adhesive sticks to it and then comes off again. There's quite a bit of science that goes into that side of it. And then, as Eric was mentioning with the white toner paper, a lot of times that paper is actually the adhesive part of, of this transfer process. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, all right, another thing here from Eric says, if you're designing yourself, use quote, rich black, not hundred percent K hundred percent, uh, black, uh, deep, rich blacks have more, more than just black ink. And he says, ask me how I know. And so Avalon says, what is rich black? <laughs> um, so Todd, do you have a, 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 an answer on that? And then I'm sure Eric will be in the comments as well. It's black. <laughs> It's black, okay? It's black. Black isn't black, you know? It's just when somebody says they want a red car, you know, red, what red do you want? You know, not all of these are the same. Uh, and we've ran into it quite a bit and we'll have to show people here. Here's the difference of what it is. And a lot of times when they when they buy these files, you can't edit them. I mean, you can if you're knowledgeable enough in Photoshop to go and replace colors and do that. But I'm the printer. I, I, I'm not going to go in and, and change a bunch of artwork around, especially when I don't know what, what you necessarily want. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to print as is. So, uh, you know, take some, take some design stuff, pick up, pick up the YouTube. That's what we're on, you know, look <laughs> up and see, Hey, well, how does this work? You know, yeah. uh, especially if we've seen so much, you know, in the last two years of, of people have kind of taken that stimulus money and I'm going to start a business and buy a printer. I'm going to buy a press and I'm going to do this, but they don't really have the, the knowledge behind it. Now is the time, you know, get that knowledge behind you. So you understand, you know, how things work. And, you know, if you have a question, just ask, Whoever you're sending stuff off to, you know, if you're outsourcing anything, ask them, hey, how does this work? How does this look? You know, is there anything I can do different for it? Um, otherwise, you're, you're going to be disappointed with your results. And nobody ever blames himself first. It's always the printer's fault. It's always yeah. the printer's fault. You know, we, <laughs> we did everything wrong. You know, I no, think Terry said that a bazillion times as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I always I say print. in my classes, before you call your supplier and say, what's wrong with the ink? Let me just tell you now. It's always you. It's never the ink. I want to know something else. Uh, Eric's posting. Is it is it rich black or is it e-rich black? Which, which e is rich. It? <laughs> there's the got, head got, a, got the old head shake going in the background now <laughs> <laughs> nice 
Well, yeah, uh, and we ran into that where it was the same, you know, same profile, same inks, uh, and we had opened up a, a new batch of film, and it was pooling. And I said, "Hey, here's our same settings," and I, I still had some of our old. And here's me printing off on the old, and everything laid down great. And I pulled a new one and, and did the video on it, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, something's definitely not right there. Let's send you out new stuff." You know, if you're having an issue with stuff, pictures and videos speak volumes. You know, show us what it's doing because when you say, "Oh, you know, it, it's." It's not holding up. Well, what do you mean it's not holding up? Well, they pulled it out of the dryer. I'm like, well, what were the wash instructions? Well, it said to wash inside out on cold and hang to dry. I'm like, but it came out of a dryer. Is that what you're telling me? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, okay. So here's an issue. You see, this is this is why we put it on our transfers. Here's wash instructions. Here's this. You know, that there's a reason for this. And and if it goes anything against those, then chances are it's, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's while we're on this whole color theory thing here, we, we can hit this for a second. I, I can I think I can speak to this really quickly. But if you guys have something to add, Evelyn asks, uh, what is RGB CMYK for the rich black color? Um, so I will do my best to give the quick one on one kind of high level here. So RGB stands for red, green, blue. And that is what your monitor produces color with. It's these the LED lights firing off in certain orders and certain amount of red, green, blue to make all of the colors. And that's pretty much what all of the, the monitors work with. But printers work with CMYK, cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. And those, and when we're talking like an inkjet printer or, you know, a color printer of some sort, um, most of the time it uses CMYK and then it mixes CMYK together to make the different colors. And so basically we've got to say, okay, we're looking at something on screen that is being produced with RGB, which is a different color spectrum, right? <laughs> it shows differently than if you're doing something that is CMYK when you print it. Now, what happens is most people end up designing in CMYK a lot of times, especially, and I'm speaking on the sublimation side here a, a bit. And what happens is the printers are, are actually in the, the what tells the the software to send this information to the printer it's actually tuned for the rgb color spectrum <laughs> and then makes that conversion so if you're going cmyk it's converting thinking it's rgb and then printing cmyk again colors are going to be off so anyhow we could go way down that rabbit hole but the idea here is different colors working together to be what you see and, and whatever space that original design, like Todd was talking about, you know, if you buy something from Etsy, that's an SVG file or a, you know, that was made in silhouette, that they're not changing their color space. But if you go to a Corel of Photoshop or something like that, you can say, I want to design in this color space. Again, mine's all set for sRGB because of the um, mainly sublimation work that I do, but anyhow. So how did I do? Anybody? Uh... <laughs> you're, you're right on. Design an RGB, print CMYK. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. Is that There's the show. I mean, Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Todd, that's kind of what you you explain to the customers you work with, correct? Yep. Yeah. And, okay. and same thing coming from that sublimation side of it where, you know, it, it, I hate to say it didn't matter as much because, you know, a lot of, you know, they didn't think yeah. about white, you know, yeah. because I don't need to worry about white. Well, yeah. if there's no white in that image and, you're putting it on a white shirt, you know, the white's background. But if you're sending it to me and there's no white in it, guess what? There's no white in it. So your eyeballs are going to be the color of the shirt. Yeah. And so those are things that you just have to walk them through because they don't think about that type of stuff. And yeah. 
Um, you know, it, it, it's, it can be very frustrating and we try our best to do it, but if we don't know what the artwork is supposed to look like, you know, how, how are we supposed to know, you know, that's, that's what it's going to be. And yeah, yeah. we do our best, but uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> well, t- take that piece of art and stick it on a mock-up, you know, or at least the color of the shirt you expect it to go on and then see what that looks like. Right. Is that because <laughs> yeah. Terry, you probably run into that quite a bit in the DTG world too, where people are, are, because it's the same thing, right? You have to, you have to be designing for that white. And just because you don't see a background, <laughs> doesn't mean there's not right. white actually there in the file right so uh, right you're exactly correct and uh and, and you know one more thing about rgb too it's going to give you a wider range of color when you're creating your graphic than if you as you said aaron create and cmyk it's it, it's going to look a little uh, uh washout's not the term i'm looking for but, but certainly a, a greater span of color by yeah. by creating that graphic in rgb mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think, you know, watched out maybe actually probably not too unaccurate, actually, I, I think, because what, yeah, it does just kind of things look softer, things look a little yeah, more a little pastel. Muted. Yeah, muted. Yep. Is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Muted is a great, great term for that. So, um, okay. Uh, real quick here, Eric's got the rich black here in CMYK. It's a mix that includes color in the black mix. A common formula for rich black is uh, 60% cyan. 40% magenta, uh, 40% yellow, and 100% black. And and I think that is actually the second M is a, a Y. So um, 60, 40, one, yeah. 40, 100 is, again. That's called the E-rich mix, I believe. Yeah, that's an E-rich mix. And <laughs> so, uh, but again, a, a lot of this is going to depend on, you know, like Todd said, you've got to do the testing. you got to understand what it is. Because my black and Terry's black and Todd's black might all be different. I might want something that is maybe feels a little more muted where, you know, Todd wants something real rich and it's got a lot of kind of reddish to it, you know, because people understand that there are still shades of black. <laughs> it's not just shades of gray, which is a percentage of that black. This is <laughs> Another whole subject. <laughs> that's a whole different subject. We're not going to. Yeah. So. All right. Anything to add on any of that stuff, guys? I know I've been kind of dominating here. <laughs> No, I, I think, you know, when it comes to colors, just, you know, if, if you don't know, ask. That's the no. easiest thing to do. It's going to save the frustration of it. You know, I, and I think most people that you send stuff to print would rather be asked first than have to deal with a refund or or issues later. Hey, is yeah. this something that's going to print? Is this how is this going to look? You know, here. Yep. Uh, this isn't. This is, you know, it, it, I'd rather do that than than on the backside of it. And, and there's times with the artwork where, you know, you don't mind those projects that we're going through to figure out because you want to see, hey, how can we make this better? But a lot of times you don't want to do that because, it, you know, time is money. And yep. so every time that we're, I'm not going to say wasting, but, you know, going through these artwork issues and things that we've tried to explain, I mean, it costs somebody, you know, whether you're charging the customer for it or you're eating it and hey, I have it built into your, your cost, you know, that's part of knowing what your overhead is because, you know, in a, in a 100% day, what are you really, 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 you know, you know, producing 40% of the day because the other 60% here, you're putting out fires, you're answering calls, you're doing other things. So when somebody says, hey, my labor is this, and you're like, wow, that's high. Well, I, you know, I wish I was getting that per hour, but hey, you know, 40% of the time uh, is when I'm actually working. The other 60% is, is dealing with, with the stuff of the business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you, Todd, for sharing. And then uh, Eusta wants to take my color deal even deeper down the rabbit hole, and I will not allow it, Eusta, um, because he says, and then Pantone. That's 
Todd, you you actually were moving very well. I know that uh, you kind of your body was a little stiff the other day. So you yeah. grabbed your Pantone book, but we're not going to yeah. get into that. So. I did. <laughs> I keep it close by, you know, because it's amazing. Now, the the one thing that, that you know, we have found is, you know, some of these colors, you know, you're just not going to get, uh, you know, go to any of the neons. That's not happening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a, a little bit about it. I think it, it will but currently in a lot of setups, you're not getting that. And even at home, you know, when you're printing stuff off, you're like, God, it, it doesn't pop like that. Well, that's because you don't have neon ink. Sure, you can make it look like it, but yeah, neons are neons are, are kind of one of the things when I see somebody send it through, I'm like, this is not going to be neon. You know this, yep. right? And, and we can do our best, but sometimes we'll send off a sample for approval first just to make sure because, you know, what the customer wants, yep. you know, the customer might, might not be able to get yeah, exactly. And, you know, and honestly, in a situation like that, if it, that neon is, you know, kind of the main part of the design, yeah, that might be, again, there's not one size fits all decorating technique out there in our industry. Mm -hmm. And so that may be a screen printed transfer or a, a direct screen print, because then they can put in a specific neon color. And mm -hmm. that's where we get into the spot colors and the Pantone colors, like you was just talking about. So, all right, before I go further down the rabbit hole here, Dean, Hudson asked last show, can an old Epson-based DTG be converted to a DTF printer? Uh, I think the short answer is if there's a rip that supports it, I wouldn't see why not. Uh, you know, the, the software can make it a DTF printer. I think you're fine with it. Uh, my bigger concern would be how old is that printer and then how is it stored? Uh, because I think that could be, you know, a hefty expense to bring it back online if it wasn't stored properly. If there's stuff that's dried out, you know, if you got to replace heads on things, you know, how, how much money do you want to put in it? Uh, I've seen right. quite a few, you know, used DTF printer or DTG printers go for under $4,000 that need $10,000 worth of work. So, right. you know, be really, be really leery of that and, and know going in. Yeah. Hey, everything works perfect off of it. It was stored. Great. We can do it. Uh, otherwise, you know, you're just. You're just going to keep throwing money at it, trying to get it work, and, and something's going to stop. And then the next thing, and then the next yeah. thing, and the next thing. It, yeah. it could be down the rabbit hole of this is garbage. I should have just started fresh from scratch. Yeah, yeah. And, and you I, know, if, if, ahead, if I could add something to that, too, yeah. that Epson-based is kind of a misnomer. There's there's two Epson-based TDG printers out there. There is Epson-manufactured DTG printer that has a print head that's made for DTG inks. There are dtg printers where they've taken desktop epson printers and created a dtg printer out of it in other words introducing a different type of ink system through that print head so you know there, there there's two there are desktop printers that are converted to dtg that epson has nothing to do with by the way epson does not uh sell those print heads to those manufacturers they do not support any of that and then there are dtg printers that that are built from the ground up by Epson with a print head made for that ink system. If that makes sense to everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think it does. And I, and I think the interesting part too there, Terry, when you talk about that is, um, you know, people are like, oh, you know, it's, it's basically just the same print head, but the, you, you said that it's made specifically for the DTG inks. And, and so there is some tuning, some, um, you know, some things that go into it. So it could be a similar print head, right? If you were just looking at it visually, but how it's designed to work is completely right. different. So it can handle those, well, those kinds right. of inks. Exactly. And, and that's why you, that's why you see things online about, 
you must print something every day. You must, you, you've, you've got the ink sitting in a pool of cleaning solution. Uh, that all that means is that, that print head was not made for that ink system. And, and when print heads are manufactured, they, they have adhesives inside them that are resistant to the ink system you're using. If you change the ink system, that's where you're getting into issues where, where people are saying, well, I'm going through print heads. And well, that's because the ink you're using wasn't really meant to go into that print head. So lots of extra steps involved to keep that printer running. And if it's a, if it's a, an older DTG printer, especially one that's converted over paper printer, those print heads are, are it, it, there's a very good possibility they're not available anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, so one more point to to Dean's question. I think Todd did a great job answering that, though. But when he said, "Can an old Epson-based DTG converted to a DTF?" Here's here's my thought on it. If if you can't get it to work as a DTG printer, it's probably going to have similar issues as a DTF printer because really you're you're running you know similar inks through it. I mean, you know, if for example, when I use the Epson F2100, I'm not changing out the inks to go onto that film. It's still yeah. the exact same ink that I would print onto a cotton t-shirt. So um, I, I'm not sure that it really actually matters whether or not you can kind of convert back and forth. It, it's yeah. if you can get it to work as a DTG, you can get it to work as a DTF would be kind of my it, thought. It, and, and, and Aaron, adding to that, a lot of times when somebody retires that old TD, DTG printer, they're using it for CMYK only because there's there's issues with the white ink. Well, yeah, can you make a, a DTF transfer with CMYK? You can if you're going on white T-shirts, right, Todd? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you can so. for sure do that, but even with that why you know it's like uh, yeah. i think that'd be like getting you know the fast car and, and not getting the keys to it you can yeah i can get in it but i mean i'm missing the biggest part of it is the exactly. white ink and and it's that's a, a big part of it now i know you know there's some people like hey all white shirts and that's all we're gonna do it great but you know my biggest thing was there's a lot of you know from the sublimation side is you know 100% cotton black shirts. And, you know, I don't care what you say, you're not subbing on that shirt. You're subbing on something else and going applying that to the shirt. So it's not the same. Yeah. So, you know, get the right product for, for this and, and this covered that. So if I didn't have the white, well, then why am I even doing this? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Well, hey, it looks like we there's some potential of us uh, being close to being on time because we have one last question that we didn't get to last, uh, last time. <laughs> and, and that question is... So what do you see for the future of DTF? Uh, well, you know, every every day there, there's something new coming over from China. You know, lately it's uh, the the um, powderless, you know, where we're, you're dealing with that, and then the neon inks. Uh, so I think the powderless side, it, I need to see more of it because it still scares me. There's still a, a lot of, uh, <laughs> of unquestionables that I just don't know about it. Uh, on the neon ink side of it, you're able to run those if you have an 11-channel printer. Um, or a separate printer that's just going to be dedicated to, to neon ink. Um, that probably first quarter will end up, we've got machines that are supposed to show up, you know, sometime before now, you know, this time next year, they will be here. Um, <laughs> but once that happens, then we'll take one of these and convert it over to neon to see how, how everything works with that, because it's a whole different thing. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more um, U.S. companies produce their own machines over the next 12 to 24 months. Okay. Um, I, I know of one place for sure that already has a couple of the ones there and they're tearing them down and they are, you know, R&D them so they can create their own. And they said that they'd have that out in 
probably the next, you know, 16 to 24 months. We'll see how it all plays out. But I, I see a lot more of that, you know, as it picks up and other people are able to do it, then great. And uh, I, I heard a little birdie that, you know, whether, whether there is a there's a transfer company and press company. I think we can leave it at that. If we know who we're talking about. That is um, that is said that they're producing their own and that'll be out in the next uh, 16, 16 months or so. So, you know, are they really that's big great, you know, that that'll be that'll be another thing, because once that starts happening, I'm not so much worried about the equipment. It's always the support behind it. Uh, you know, if if we have the support here and we're able to get parts and I'm not, you know, setting up a call at midnight so I can meet up with my person in China and then we can get the interpreter in there and and maybe WhatsApp is working or not working. You know, OK, if I have somebody, I can just call and be like, hey, what's going on with it? Yep, here you go. And we can ship you out the, the parts that are needed for it. Um, you know, that that's going to that's going to be huge, you know, having that that support behind it. I agree. It's interesting that, you know, that's what you're seeing. And, and, and uh, I agree that you're, you're going to just, the innovation is going to be interesting. Um, mm -hmm. uh, again, it just so reminds me of the DTG thing. I'm sorry oh, that I so keep much. bringing that over, <laughs> over and over, but, but it is really, you know, and to, so now where that's evolved, you know, again, like Todd said, what's the support when, and that was always the, the, the thing back then too, right. When, where you get the support from what's mm -hmm. what's happening as far as you know new developments and how do you overcome some of the challenges you know when you get into things like neons and things like that so um i love seeing i love seeing that getting people back to that space of really kind of researching and developing and 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 growing something new into our industry so uh, it's pretty exciting yeah and i think you're going to see you know you know faster than what it was with dtg because a lot of the exact same problems, you know, they're having with these, but they figured them out with that. Well, if it worked on this, we can do it this way with it. Worked on this, yeah. let's do this. And and so you're able to see that, you know, evolve so much faster. Yeah. I think one yeah. of the things that has just slowed it down is just the supply chain issues, you know, to, to yeah. get everything over here, you know, waiting, waiting for stuff, you know, I, you know, it's created, you know, that sense of urgency. We need to get this. We need to do it. But, you know, everybody hurries up in order to wait. And that's kind of what I think a lot of places are in is they're waiting on stuff to come in so they can do it. And, and what better times now when everything is already, you know, kind of shorthanded as it is. OK, now we can take our time waiting for stuff to come into it. But let's see how we can research this better and, and make it ourselves. So um, I, I think that's the thing that I'm really looking forward to is to have, you know, some big name players that come in and say, hey, we're going to start producing them. We're going to have them. You can buy them from these vendors. Here's the warranties with them. You know, because that's the thing is, is a lot of these, you know, you're not getting any warranty with it. And with the warranty you are getting, make sure that you read what the warranty is, because, you know, even on some of your other equipment, you know, it's not including your ink delivery system or your print head. You know, sorry, it just, it just isn't. Read the fine print on it. So when you have a print head that goes out, you know, depending on your machine, you can be anywhere from $800 to $2,000. If you don't haven't budgeted for that, we'll go back to your numbers, because this is why you know. So I'm charging this so I can pull money aside. So when something breaks or I need to replace it or maintenance, the money's there for it. You know, you're, you're going to be left like, oh, crap. Uh, it shouldn't have went down like this. Well, things just happen. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> a warranty, you know, is only as good as the warranty that you bought. So just make sure that you, know, you bought the one that you, that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, sure. you know, Todd, I think you're dead on, too, with that comment about a, a lot of the pain, a lot of the research, a lot of the homework's been done with DTG and this is just a natural transition. So I think you're right. I think the, uh, the window for perfecting this is, is much more narrow than it, than the pain we went through for the last 18 years in DTG. <laughs> so does that make us pioneers, Terry? In, it, in it DTF does. too? 
it makes us pioneers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes us guys that we're along for a fun ride. All right. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, Todd, thank you so much for your time here today. This has been great. Uh, appreciate uh, answering all those questions, even the ones that kind of came in off the off the cuff and uh, handling it all with grace. So, sir, how can people connect with you? Where can they go to learn more about, uh, you know, having Todd be their DTF transfer? Well, you, let him deal with the headaches, right? <laughs> I would love to deal with your headaches. <laughs> you can find us over at Fat Dad Wholesale and our success, our success group.com. You can find us over at either one of those uh, online, Instagram. Uh, what's that other one? Twitter, uh, the, the TikToker, the, <laughs> everything's the same. It's all, it's all Fat Dad custom designs. You can find me at, at any of those. Awesome. Awesome. You check it out. And uh, like, like I said, Todd can, uh, he'll give you the information, but he can also just take the headache out for you and you just send him the artwork, the correct artwork with the <laughs> white ink and transparent background and <laughs> or white color. And I'm kidding. One, one of the biggest things that we found is on our site is just adding the request a quote option, because if you don't know, just do that. Don't buy anything, you know, just here, this is the project I'm looking at. Does this work? Because I'd rather spend the time doing that then to pull up the other one that you've already paid for. And now we, Hey, this isn't going to work. Now what are you going to do? Supply new artwork. Do you want a refund? No, just, just use the request a quote option. It's super simple. super easy. That's what we have it there for. It's just so, you know, you're able to, to know going into it, uh, you know, what you're getting uh, and, and hopefully that, you know, will alleviate a lot of your stress. Yeah. Yeah. That's and awesome. Try it before you buy it, you know, mm -hmm. to see if this is the technology that you want to do by, uh, by buying those transfers and, and trying them out. So. Oh, you know what? That's a great idea, Terry. You said try it before you buy it. So give me until noon. But if you go over to Fat Dad Wholesale and you use the code 2RG, we'll do 50% off sample packs. We'll do that wow. through, through the end of the month. There you go. Wow. There you go. Hey, regulators, boom. Because of uh, the fact that you guys tune in every week. Todd is going to take care of you. So you said two RG is that? Two RG. Yep. Two RG. Two RG. Awesome. Todd, thank you very much, sir. Great having you. And uh, we will talk to you very soon. See you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Todd. Awesome. Excellent. Right. That was, yeah, that was great uh, conversation there and uh, learned a lot. I, I, and uh, <laughs> I think well worth another episode. I think there was, there was a lot that we didn't get to uh, yeah, yeah. the first time around. So I'm really yeah. glad we had a chance to come back and, uh, and do this again. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm uh, very glad that we did that too. Definitely closed up a lot of uh, what I thought were kind of some loose ends that, that we didn't get a chance to talk about last time. So, um, and then Todd talking to us about the future too. I think that's kind of really interesting and, and really exciting. I, I, I'd say. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I, yeah. Yet another avenue for decorating. So that's always a good thing. For sure. And the fact that we got to talk a little bit about numbers and making sure you knew your costs and things like that. I always get excited about that. You know that, right? <laughs> Heck, we designed a whole training program around that called the five keys. So uh... <laughs> your tombstone will have an Excel spreadsheet on it, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've even taken my spreadsheets into my volleyball coaching world. So, uh, you know, look out. <laughs> uh, got a whole grid laid out for the kids and they're these 14 year olds, 13 year olds are looking at me like, what? What in the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> um, Why isn't this a Google Doc? <laughs> exactly. It is, Terry, but that, that's a whole thing. Okay. Um, Evelyn says, thank you, Todd. Part two was most excellent, guys. Agreed completely. So thanks, Todd, for being here. And uh, Dale, I think Dale's talking about me. Maybe you, I don't know, older than dirt. Is that? Uh, I think he's talking about 
mostly me, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting up there, Terry. <laughs> but you right. can never catch up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's true. Good point. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. I. <laughs> Uh, all right, sir. Well, um, Eric, uh, let's share what he's got coming up here real quick. Uh, he will be uh, at 2.30 Mountain Time. You can join him on his show called The Take Up. Today is episode 91. Good good on you, Eric. You're good. Round, I'm excited about episode 100 with the big special surprise. You, hey, do you need me to ship you one of those uh, confetti cannons? I can do that. And I'm sure your I wife think, would love yes. that around the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the head shaking now, too. Uh, but, um, episode 91 today, which is... Uh, Top tips for beginning a machine embroidery business. And that's a really awesome topic. I'm looking forward to that one in which he'll talk about the top tips he's gathered for those new to garment decorating and offer some warning signs. You may be missing critical steps. So if you'll head over to Eric Campbell, E-R-I-C-H Campbell.com and click on the take up tab at the top for the playlist. And then you'll be able to check that out and uh, find wherever you can catch the take up at Facebook, YouTube, that kind of thing. Uh, Eric will also have multiple sessions coming up at the Impressions Expo Long Beach show. So if you'll head over to impressionsexpo.com, you can get registered for that. And uh, that show will be happening in January. <laughs> I know that feels like a long way out. It's not. <laughs> it's around the corner. <laughs> and I think Eric just uh, threw something at me because uh, <laughs> it's coming up close. He's shaking his head. Yes. Um, but yes, it's going to be great. And always, uh, always great to catch Eric live. Not only does he give you a great presentation, but he's just such a giving guy and, and, and can, you know, allows people to come up and chat with them and man, just really get a ton of value out of spending some time with Eric. So make sure that you register for all his classes there and, uh, and all the excellent, uh, education that'll be happening there. But, uh, Terry, what about you, sir? What's coming up? I'm actually getting dates on my complete screen printing business course. Uh, so far, Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago. My next event there will be March 5th and 6th. And my three other Chicago dates are on my website. Nice. And the wow. folks at Workforce Products are right now looking at the calendar. And uh, so we'll be uh, blocking out four classes there in 2022. And uh, actually updated on my website so far, Aaron. And uh, nice. <laughs> and so watch for uh, any of my upcoming events at terrycombs.com. Aaron, how about you? What, what do you have coming up? Um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we've got that workshop happening tomorrow. It's at 12 Eastern, 11 Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific, wherever you are there, uh, called Unlock Your Potential. And uh, just a, a 60 minute uh, Zoom call that we get together and we work through a process, a very specific process that uh, we've learned on ways to kind of identify what some of those, these, some of these things might even go back to when we were kids, right? Just experiences that happened to us that then become these beliefs about what reality is. And that ends up blocking us from all sorts of things, the, the success we deserve, being able to, you know, make the sales call, being able to, um, you know, charge what you're worth. Uh, you know, I've even seen people that kind of go through this. And one uh, gentleman discovered that, when he was younger, he ended up uh, getting a job that was uh, ultimately making more money than his father. And his father was upset about that. And so for the rest of this guy's life, he could never figure out how to make more than $40,000 a year because that's what his father was making. And, and it just became kind of this thing for him. And, but 
that experience that had happened so long ago, he just kind of buried that. And he used this process that we're going to teach tomorrow to go back, experience that again and, and figure out, okay, what, what's, what's the better belief to have there, right? What, what would your, your dad be actually saying to you now, that kind of thing. And, and so we just kind of go through that process with you, allow you to do that. And then there's a little bit of writing and then we, we kind of come back and talk about it completely safe space. Um, my wife, Kylene, for those of you who have never met Kylene is probably one of the most gentle, caring people that you've ever met. And, um, she's got a, a, a vocational rehab master's degree. So she really knows how to work with people and it's just a really fun experience, um, but also just an experience that kind of allows people to kind of come out of their shell. So if you are at all interested, we do this once a month, but the next available opportunity is tomorrow. Uh, it's if you go over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash unlock, uh, it's really inexpensive. It's only it's less than twenty dollars, nineteen ninety nine. And uh, and then we just need an hour of your time and. Uh, I think you'll find it very, very beneficial. So wanted to share that. The other thing I wanted to share, Terry, and I will try not to get up onto another soapbox here, but <laughs> uh, in about uh, now about 22 minutes, you've got the half coming up with Eric Campbell and myself, where it's just a wide open 30 minute Q&A, uh, 30 minutes of of just whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, we don't have a outline or anything like that. It's all about interacting with the people that show up live. And uh, so if you want to check that out, it's a 30 minute conversation. So that's all we're asking of you is that 30 minutes of time. Liveosg.com is where you can find that program on YouTube, or you can also search Eric Campbell over there on YouTube and find it on his channel. Or if you would rather watch on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com slash our success group pro, or again, Eric Campbell on Facebook. So any one of those four locations, and uh, you can also find it on LinkedIn, uh, something new where we're going on LinkedIn with this too. So five locations. So come and join us, be part of the conversation, ask your questions, put, bring your insight. We always have a lot of fun and that is now happening in 21 minutes, Terry. All right. Hey, Aaron, <laughs> I know we're getting close on time. Uh, I think it'd be worthwhile to mention that there's some trade shows that are coming up in the first quarter of 2022, please. if you don't mind. So yeah, please me, do. Yes. Let me just shoot through a couple of those impressions expo in Long Beach, California is January 21st and 23rd or through 23rd. Dax, Kansas city will be February 25th and 26th. Graphics Pro Expo, uh, I'm sorry, Graphics Pro Expo, Irving, Texas, will be March 10th through 12th. And Impressions Expo Atlantic City, New Jersey, will be March 24th through 25th. It's kind of exciting to be able to, to announce those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're excited. Terry's big book of travel seems to be filling up, man. So I love it. I know. Um, and uh, Eric's got all those dates in the comments there as well. Um, I did want to get one quick comment from Dale because it talks about um, kind of the, the thought here that I, I, I think is really important here. Um, Dale says, the better belief is that there is only one of you that does things your way. You are worth more than you know. Exactly. So, and that's what this is all about. That's what the workshop tomorrow is all about is identifying what's the belief that's holding you back and then I don't know, installing is the best word I can come up with that, that new belief that is going to better suit you and better serve you and better serve the people around you that, that you can help and support. So, um, all right, Terry. So let's see here. I think that's about it, right? I mean, we're, I, I, we, I think we're done. 
I think we've done a great <laughs> job. Thanks very much to Todd for sharing all of his knowledge about DTF. And, and again, not once, but twice, right? And if there's more questions that people have, we'll bring him back. Todd's always been a willing participant. And we very much appreciate that. Uh, there's a reason that he's a Reggie Award winner and nominee because he gives back to the industry. Speaking of that, make sure you get over to tworegularguys.com forward slash Reggie's and get your votes in for those people that were nominated. Uh, I have not had a chance to get the nomination show up yet, but uh, it is on the docket for either later this afternoon or tomorrow. So awesome. you'll see all those nominees over there as well. But uh, right. thank you very much to, again to Todd and check him out at fatdadwholesale.com. Put in the code coupon code 2RG. And that will give you 50% off one of the sample packs. So you can try it before you buy it, as Terry said. That's awesome. That was worth cost of admission today. There you go. You got your, <laughs> we also, you got your money plus some. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we want to thank our show producer, Eric Campbell, for keeping the mics on, especially my, my mic again today, uh, Eric, and uh, <laughs> keeping the wheels turning on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I very much appreciate that. Eric always does a great job for us. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll raise your pay one of these days, buddy. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, Terry, next week we get a, a, a time off and uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday. So there will be no show next week. Uh, we will miss you guys, but we will be back. And uh, the following week on December 3rd, our guest will be David Gross from Condi Systems, the president of Condi Systems. Uh, and he's going to be talking about sublimation success. Uh, in fact, he's got a, a book out about it, and we want to talk to him about that book. And I, I love talking to David, and I will always say this about David, that um, David will probably forget more about sublimation than I'll ever know. So being able to have a chance to chat sublimation with David is uh, one of those geeky moments for me. So I'm pretty excited about it, Terry. <laughs> exactly. And I think everybody will enjoy it. Anybody who doesn't know David, he's uh, he's an awesome uh, human being and awesome, uh, awesome uh, participant in the industry. So that'll be a great show. But Aaron, until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.